right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we got the crew back together here for episode 22, so you're going to hear some other voices other than myself here. So uh, Zach and Armin are back. First of all, we'll, we'll, we'll send it off to Armin here, but first of all, sending a big happy birthday to Armin Schellenberg. We're recording on the Monday. Uh, this will drop on Wednesday, so his birthday is on the Monday, but big happy birthday to Armin. Armin, what's going on? Thank you. Well, uh, just turned 30, which I think makes me the first one in this group to be in the 30s. I'm the old man, I guess, of the group. It uh, feels good, though. I made a brisket on Saturday, which was delicious. Had some people over to share it with, and uh, I'll have to try and get you guys some. Zach, I don't know if I can make it all the way to Saskatoon, but Jordan, I can definitely bring you some tomorrow. Same day shipping, buddy. Same yeah. day shipping. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a thirty minute guarantee right there. Uh, the other voice you heard there too. That's uh, Zach Strong. Zach, what's uh, what's going on? Still, uh, still in recovery mode from the Sunday nighter there. Uh, <laughs> having my heart torn back and forth between cheering for the home team and the away team. It was uh, it was something else. Yeah, I was going to get to that one there. I got a, got a couple of good questions for you after, so we'll get to that one a little bit, a little sneak peek. But uh, myself, it was, a, it was a big weekend. I had a home opener for the Raiders. I was lines in the Western League, so I got the home opener, my very first home opener, so that was pretty exciting to do that. Um, and then head down to Regina where we had uh, senior men's lacrosse provincials and uh, PA, our very first season ever, field lacrosse for seniors, and we took home the provincial championship on the weekend. So it was a big weekend. The body's awfully sore. That's uh, four games in four games in two days. Plus, plus we're effing hockey. It was, uh, it was a long weekend, but obviously uh, pretty pumped. My first ever provincial championship, so I'm pretty excited about that. But <clears throat> we'll get her. Uh, we'll get her things going here. Insiders and headliners. Uh, the very first one we're going to go over here was uh, Tom Brady breaking the all-time passing record uh, originally held by Drew Brees. He was in attendance for this one. Um, that was going to lead me to my first question. It was Zach, who are you cheering more for TV 12? Or are you cheering for the Pats? Wow. It's, you gotta be cheering for the home team. You gotta, you gotta stick with the guys that, uh, you've been cheering for all along. So cheer for the, the Pats. But when, when Tom broke that record, I was a little surprised they didn't do, uh, more of a, uh, celebration for him considering uh that he was back you know in foxborough where he made his mark on the nfl but um it may have been because it was a little confusing like even on the broadcast uh it seemed like oh that was a 17 yard gain now he's too shy and then uh you're like oh maybe it was an 18 yard gain and and just like every time they they introduced the idea i think it crept up a yard so maybe there was some confusion on the uh the PR department, I don't know, but uh, it definitely wasn't the celebration that uh, Peyton Manning got when he broke the uh, the touchdown one a number yeah. of years ago. The uh, the person that celebrated the most, I think, was the referee, handed them the ball, gave him a high five, and then everybody else kind of <laughs> was like, let's continue on. And we're like, what the hell is going on? It's a little bit of confusion. The one thing I was quite surprised about was as he's entering the stadium, man, I heard more boos than I heard cheers. Were you quite surprised about that? Or So I had the the – Sunday night countdown or whatever on all afternoon and it seemed like the first time when he entered the stadium for like pregame there was a pretty loud ovation and then I think once the game started 
the uh, the friendly people in Boston went from being like, okay, Tommy's back to fuck this guy. Let's get it on. <laughs> yeah, typical Boston fashion. That's what I was I was on Barstool there, and I was like, every Barstool is like, yeah, that's uh, that's Boston if you if you knew Boston at all. So I was a little bit surprised. I thought he was going to get a little bit of more warm welcome than that, but that's all it was. Like you said, the Sunday countdown. Like I was back and forth. We uh, for our lacrosse, we were at the um, uh, the rugby club in Regina there, so they have a nice little patio and and a little bit of a bar set up in there. So between games, we're walking back and forth and watch some football and. They all they kept talking about was, oh, this is the first time Tom Brady's going to walk past this booth and he's going to walk through this tunnel. And that's all they kept talking about the entire time. And it was like speculation of this and all oh, they're going to be excited to see him. So it was like, OK, it was kind of a I thought it was a little bit of surprise from the warm welcome potential to all of a sudden it was like, yeah, piss on you. Five rings yeah. aren't enough kind of thing. So but <laughs> six rings. Yeah, six rings. Sorry. Check that. <clears throat> so but uh, nonetheless, even though it was a little bit of uh, a down game for him, and we'll get to that in a little bit here, but. Uh, obviously uh, that's a record I can't imagine gets touched. I think the closest person that's active actually that has a chance, maybe is Aaron Rodgers. I know big Ben's in front of him, but that ain't happening anytime soon. So <laughs> I, I don't know if that record's going to get touched. If it does, I'm sure it'll be Aaron Rodgers, but uh, I guess only time will tell on that one. Uh, continue on the way here. DJ Chark, this one hurt. If you started him, uh, I think it was like the first or second play of the game ends up uh, fracturing his ankle and he's been placed on IR, but that one hurts. So obviously, when you plug him into your roster and you get the big zero point, the goose egg because of an injury, that one, that one hurts a little bit. Um, Joe Mixon, he, he was in the Thursday nighter and he went down with a, uh, what's, what's classified as a low grade ankle sprain. And he's looking at a week to week timeline uh, talking about getting injured in the game. At least David Montgomery did you, did you good if you started him? Yeah. He lit up the lines there for, I think for 26 or 27 points before he went down with uh went down with his injury. Uh, they're saying that it's not going to be an ACL tear. Um, that's not guaranteed yet. They, they're so in for the MRI, but the original test saying they're, they're thinking it's a, a sprain with maybe a, a, a bone bruise or something like that. But obviously if you're a, if you're a Montgomery owner, we're going to be looking to be hitting the waiver wire pretty quick here. But speaking of Montgomery, Armin, you, you're talking before we started recording here, you wanted to make mention of what was your week three call you're saying you want to take a victory lap on? Yeah, he's muted. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even hear you. We're moving on. That's what happened. You try oh, and take. Hey, there we go. Sorry. Oh, I... That's what happened. You try and take a victory lap on a guy that's hurt arm and you get muted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you guys said, don't, don't sit Monty. You got to start him. And it was fields first. Uh, first go here and he put up i'm just looking it up here quickly he put up only like four points or something like that full ppr let's see here he put up week three 7.5 points i guess but um pretty low when you have him as a rb1 so um yeah, I predicted he'd have a bad game. He did. Um, and yeah, just want to say that one, put it out there to you two who uh, were non-believers in my sit that week. Yeah, it's called a victory lap. Man, I'm starting to look pretty thin in your league there. I went from having like some serious RB depth to losing two of my keepers already to my running back keepers and AJ Brown. I'll let all three of my keepers all now start to look thin. And we were talking about before bonehead move. I I was obviously busy with lacrosse and I forgot to take, or I thought I did, I guess obviously didn't. I thought I took AJ Brown out of my lineup, left him in there. 
second highest point getter i'm gonna lose because i forgot to freaking take out a hurt player <laughs> oh man bonehead bonehead move but continuing on anyhow here uh with the news and notes with the insiders and headliners here uh will fuller with a broken finger so he's on a timeline of week to week um the guy can't stay healthy unfortunately he can't catch a break uh, obviously miami they're uh they're in a tough situation here losing their quarterback now losing one of their top paid receivers uh, it's a tough situation for Miami moving forward, especially with a, uh, a tough matchup coming up this next week. Uh, Logan Thomas, a, a tight end, is going to be dealing with the, another week-to-week issue with this hamstring too. That's another player that if you plugged him in your lineup, was like the f- first couple plays uh, went down with his hamstring injury and unfortunately gave you a, gave you a goose on the week. And uh, the last one we're going to talk about here, I think was one of the more important ones, is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, they're not putting him on the IR, but uh, they're expecting him to be week to week. I know they did just put out saying, oh, they're not they're not willing to say that Jimmy G's not starting this week. Yeah, it ain't happening. Jimmy G's going to be out for, I'm going to guess for sure, one week, maybe two, and then it's their bye week. So uh, we're looking at the start of Trey Lance. So I know Zach, we talked about him a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to talk, talk about him a little bit later on in the, in the podcast, but you've been, uh, you've been a big uh, advocate for guys like Trey Lance. Uh, moving forward in the season maybe you want to talk about that a little bit sure yeah um I do agree with what you said about uh them you know probably not rushing Jimmy G back um they will have a game against the the Cardinals this weekend and then and then they have the bye week in week six so you know you, you sit Jimmy G for the one game and then you got the, the week off and then you come back week seven who knows but this is Probably not the way that anybody wanted to see Trey Lance get that starting job with, uh, with somebody getting hurt, but it was only a matter of time, I think. Um, so, you know, welcome to the NFL, Trey Lance. You're going against uh, a pretty stout defense in Arizona in what will be most likely your first start, but uh, it'll be exciting to watch. Um, it'll be a game that I'll try to tune into uh, just to see what he can bring to the table. Um should be good. I think he's in a good position to succeed with uh, the type of weapons they have guys that he can just drop the ball off quickly too, and they can pick up yards after the catch. So should be interesting. Yeah. It's funny because most people, when you, when you talk about Trey Lance and then the possible transition, a lot of people pencil them in to be the transition after the bye week like the bye week would be kind of that timeline where Trey Lance might become the starting quarterback. And like you mentioned, obviously that's happening a little bit earlier with the injury, but I think this game, unfortunately, is a tough situation. But uh, if he can lead this, lead them to a, a victory over the undefeated Arizona Cardinals, you you got to think that following the bye week, they're going to keep rolling with him, even if Jimmy G comes back healthy. So makes things a little bit interesting. I definitely, if you if he's on your waiver wire, if he somehow gets past the the waivers uh, as you're listening to this on your Wednesday Wednesday uh, commute, uh, you might want to be looking into there because uh, I think he's going to be kind of a steal for you on this upcoming week, even in a tough matchup. So uh, that'll do it for the insiders and headliners here, folks. Um, We are going to move on to our studs and duds of the week with our weekly recap. Uh, And I'll start with my stud and my stud, like I talked about, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about a little bit more is Trey Lance. And uh, this may seem like a little, uh, I guess, I don't know, his head scratcher because he didn't start, he didn't play the whole game. He only went in for half the game, but uh, in that half of the game, he still got 28 points. And even, there's a couple times in the game where he made some, uh, I know the one was he had a wide open throw for 72 yards. The uh, DB missed the coverage or whatever. So got a bit of a freebie there. And he made a couple errant passes, 
But at the end of the day, we've talked about a loss. And I know Zach mentioned it quite a bit. Is It's the cheat code of a uh, rushing quarterback. And you look at what Jalen Hurts did last year, a rookie rushing quarterback. It's uh, it's a, it's a cheat code. So even in a half of football where he didn't even look superb, he still got you 28 points, which is, which is fantastic, obviously for a guy that you can get off the waiver wires starting this week. So my stud of the week is rookie Trey Lance. And I'm hoping to see some big things from him coming up even this upcoming week as well, too. So uh, that is my stud of the week. Zach, you want to pick yours? Sure. <clears throat> my stud of the week was Saquon Barkley. Um, I think we're finally starting to see the Saquon Barkley that um, we saw two years ago in his rookie campaign. And then uh, the Saquon Barkley that we were all hoping for when many of us drafted him in the first round or maybe you got lucky and you got him in the, the early second round of your drafts this year. Um, he started the year off slow, uh, you know, just over three fantasy points in week one just shy of eight points in week two. Uh, and then over the past two weeks, he's gone for eight and a half and then 27 points uh, yesterday or on Sunday there. So we're really starting to see the Giants use him both on the ground and through the air. Um, on Sunday, he had 13 attempts for 52 yards and a touchdown, a pretty average day, but then through the air, he had six targets, five receptions, 74 yards and a touchdown. So definitely finding ways to use them and get him the ball in different situations. So um, I think going forward, Saquon is a guy that you can confidently start and thank goodness too, because he probably invested some pretty, some pretty serious draft capital into him. Absolutely. And a big, big win for the Giants too. And it's nice when you can rely on that big workhorse back to help help you in multiple assets of the game, like you mentioned in the rush and the passing game. Armand, your, uh, your stud of the week. <clears throat> All right. My stud of the week is the one and only Cordell Patterson. <laughs> RB3 Man, on he... the season, Cordell Patterson. What? RB3 on the season, Cordell Patterson. Yeah. Like it's wild. Well, in a lot of, a lot of places you can have him as RB or wide receiver, which oh. is pretty nifty to have. Jared Cook versatility in your lineup jared cook sorry i'm watching the monday nighter here <laughs> uh, i looked away for a second i'm playing against cook so that's not good um anyways patterson he's looking like he might actually be fantasy relevant for for the whole season they're using him a lot and especially near the red zone um but this week he put up 32.1 points and half point ppr he put up uh, 34 rushing yards. He had five receptions, 82 yards, and then three receiving TDs. So he just he lit it up this week for the Falcons, and it looks like they're they're finding creative ways to get him the ball. And um, he is definitely uh, worth having. And if you were someone to pick him up and you got him for super cheap, you are definitely reaping the benefits right now. I know he pretty much single-handedly beat me in one league this week which uh, really hurts. But uh, yeah, Cordell Patterson, man, he is looking like he's a legit fantasy option for the season. Yeah. If you're, if you're a Mike Davis owner right now, you're uh, you're in trouble because he is taking over in a big time. And, and um, even like Wayne Gollman was starting to get some massive snaps in that game too. So I think, I think if you're a Mike Davis owner, you might be in trouble a little bit. Uh, interesting. Interesting though, with, uh, with Patterson, um, he's only, been on the field for like 
33% of the snaps yeah. uh, or 30% of the snaps on Sunday, 42 last week, and then 33, 33 for the first two weeks. So he's, he, he's making the most out of his opportunities and who knows what would happen if they would, if they'd use him a little bit more, like this guy's, he's always been considered a, like a dominant and alpha athlete, but uh, very few teams have put him in a position to succeed um like the like the falcons are so it's it's good for him yeah i was actually just thinking the same thing you're talking about like they've like predominantly i guess last year he kind of had a bit of a break not i wouldn't say a huge breakout but a little bit of a breakout but even before then it was cordell patterson punt returner like that's kind of that was his mo and now he's starting to get yeah. some opportunities like you mentioned and i guess the sky's the limit if you imagine if he's starting to get like this 70 80 percent of snaps like maybe it might start helping turn the atlanta falcons around a little bit here <laughs> Especially, especially a guy that you can use in most formats. He can be your RB or wide receiver, right? He's got that dual yeah. tag and quite a bit of the um, quite a bit of platform. So definitely makes things a little bit interesting. Um, we'll start off me or myself here with the dud of the week. Um, and I mean, it's tough to say dud when you break a record there, Tom Brady, in the return to uh, Gillette Stadium. But when you're looking at a guy, and I think the the emphasis of the return, right? It's your first time back to Gillette. You want to show Bill what you're all about and you want to put up big numbers back at Gillette Stadium. I think people are expecting him to put up some massive numbers and a guy that's maybe put a little decent draft capital into and a guy that's put some big numbers up in the past, Tom Brady, zero touchdowns. So in most, most scoring formats, he would have got you somewhere around seven to eight points, which obviously Tom Brady isn't fantastic. Uh, but if you look at, <laughs> I was actually listening to another podcast. They're talking about, uh, like a lot of gambling and betting on it. And there was like some massive, massive bets, like, like some big money on like, like obviously you wouldn't make a lot on it, but it, like what people would call free money, where it was Tom Brady to throw one touchdown. And he didn't even, didn't even throw one touchdown. So these guys had to put a huge amount of money down to try and just gain a couple hundred bucks and Tom Brady didn't even throw a touchdown. So I think that was quite a head scratcher going into that hyped up Sunday nighter, if somebody told me Tom Brady isn't going to throw one uh, one pass or one touchdown, sorry, I would have called you a liar. So if you had high hopes on Tom Brady, unfortunately he did not did not deliver. He still broke the record uh, at Gillette, which was a uh, I guess like a, a which what you would call a um, oh shoot what's what's it called the like a movie finish I guess or whatever however that saying goes I always forget but um, unfortunately he didn't really help you in the fantasy a little bit more just a feather in the cap to his. Um, personal statistics, but Tom Brady, my, unfortunately, my dud of the week. You were looking for Hollywood ending. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Thank you, Arvin. <laughs> and um, to go with the, that betting thing there, um, I feel like uh, those betters should be blaming Antonio Brown, who probably was betting that Tom Brady wouldn't throw a touchdown. Like <laughs> twice in a row there, he yeah. should have had a touchdown and did not the one he opened up the wrong way and the second one hit him right in the hands like yeah ab hurt me a little bit on my fantasy team too, <laughs> that one. 30 yarder i'm like oh yeah let's go uh no it's on the ground thanks AB. and that's usually automatic for antonio there so yeah. that was ooh. it's all right end zone targets i'll take them go <laughs> positive regression coming in hot <laughs> yeah. uh zach you're uh you're done of the week all right so this is somebody that uh we, we quite like here on the podcast, I think. Um, at least we used to. I don't know if we still like him or not. But uh, Chris Carson, um, 
he was somebody that this week was a bit of a shock. I think for many of us, um, he was somebody that most people would have drafted him in the third, maybe fourth round of your draft. Um, and somebody that over the first three weeks had 10 points in each game. And, uh, the past two games, he had 15 points. And, uh, this week he came in and he totaled, let me just make sure I get it right. Oh yeah. Three and a half fantasy points. Um, so not what was expected and not what you like to see out of most likely, uh, an RB two on your team. Um, he had plenty of opportunities um, this week. He had 13 rush attempts. Uh, but, you know, when you average 2.3 yards per attempt, you, uh, you're definitely not making the most out of those. So it was surprising and uh, definitely disappointing if you started him. Yeah. Uh, I still am uh, keep going back to my ex-girlfriend or whatever. I'm just going to keep going back to the well with Chris Carson. Fool me once. Hurt me once, I'm going to keep coming back. So I uh, I still love him. Burnt me. I have him in quite a few leagues, but I got to keep going back to him, even though Arm is going to tell me otherwise later. But I got to keep going back to him. He's, he's one of my, my guys. He's one of my boys. So I'm going to keep going back to the well, unfortunately. But he does look a little nicked up. I do. I, I maybe, that's, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they're trying to save him a little bit, save the legs. But uh, but man, oh, man, this the, the Pete Carroll offense is a continual head scratcher sometimes. So... Armand, you're uh, your dud of the week. <clears throat> uh, you know, before I go into my dud, like you got to hate sometimes the new NFL with how many different backs each team has and how hard it's getting to predict actually which back to to use any given week sometimes. It's another, added, why, uh, another added variable to the sport we love. <laughs> yeah, that's why uh, getting someone like the Pittsburgh Steelers RB is a, is a great thing because you know they're going to, play him all the time and, and he's sitting at him. and he's sitting at number six our rb6 on the season right now so yeah. not too shabby um so my dead of the week is i'm going tight end here i'm going to the guy that is the guy that goes first round draft pick and when you pick a guy in the first round you are <clears> saying <throat> that every week he is going to be a significant fantasy receiver pretty well unless he's injured this week, Travis Kelsey. He only put up 4.3 points and half point PPR. That is wild for Kelsey. He took a little bit of a backseat to Tyreek Hill, who finally exploded, giving us one of his vintage games, and, and it, it really hurt Kelsey this week. Usually it doesn't, but this week it, it did, and you can see it. I think that's his first bad game in like two seasons. Yeah, I'm thinking back to the one year when we were all, I think all three of us were still in the uh, St. Mary league that year. And I'm trying to remember who won. I think it was Rick had him and he started the season. The first three games were just awful and everybody was trying to buy Kelsey low. And then he just turned it on. I don't think he's had a bad game since that season. I'm trying to remember when the last year, Zach year at St. Mary, I'd been like what, 2018. Oh yeah, maybe it was the year before Armin was there actually. So Armin, oh. this is your third year. Yeah. Like, that's the last time I remember Kelsey having a bad game. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a pretty good streak, and it just ended. Usually <laughs> he can sustain it through through Hill games, you know? Like, it's like it's not going to be his usual, what, like 18, 20-point game, but at least he's still going to put you in the teens. But, uh, yeah, this week under five points is a big blow. 
I think at halftime he had zero points too, or he had like maybe one target for like five yards or something like that. He, it was, I was like, okay, yeah, we still got another half of football to get this going. No, but Hey, going to the other side of the football, Clyde Edwards Alaire had a good week. So that's uh that's two and <laughs> two in a row for Clyde. He's starting to heat up now. We'll uh, keep the train going on there. Um, a couple of added here, some honorable mentions, Patrick Mahomes through five TDs doing other Patrick Mahomes type things. Sam Darno, uh, we were talking, we were big advocates of him in the off season. Uh, he's starting to prove everybody wrong when you, when you get away from the, uh, what, what's his name there? Um, Adam Gaze. Yes. Thank you. Adam Gaze. I was like, well, I'm dropping the name here. You get away from Adam Gaze. You do great things. And Sam Darno is showing that. I think he's had what five rushing touchdowns the last two games or four rushing touchdowns in the last two games. He's but, leading the NFL in rushing touchdowns. Yeah. He is having uh he's having a good little stretch here. Uh, Jalen Hurts had another good week. David Montgomery did before he got injured there. Zeke had a good week. Uh, CEH, JT, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. Uh, this one's an interesting one. Randall Cobb had a pretty good week. And then the monster man himself, Mo Ali Cox, tight end <laughs> from the Indianapolis Colts. Not a, not a popular name out there. So I'll have to give a little segue to that one, but he is a monster. He's like seven foot three or something like that. He's a big boy. So Mo Ali Cox had a big week, uh, tight end from Indianapolis Colts. And then a couple of bad games, Tyler Lockett, Damian Harris, uh, and I guess the rest of the running backs of New England there, Dalvin Cook, Swift, Miles Sanders, Gaskin, some big RBs there. Unfortunately, having some uh, having a bit of a tough week. Uh, Zach, talking about the New England uh, running backs, um, what do you think is going to happen here with that uh, running back core? Who do you think that that new James White role? I know JJ had a bit of a ask you about there. this too. Well, if you would have asked me before last night at about 5.30, I would have said J.J. Taylor. He was a hot hand all offseason. Um, somebody that the beat reporters out of New England and the Boston area were, were quite high on. But uh, you can't be doing that in New England, not as a an unproven player. And I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see J.J. Taylor for the foreseeable future. Um, and then... Ramondre Stevenson was somebody that had a lot of hype uh, post draft, but he too kind of fumbled himself out of a, a out of a job. So yeah, he was healthy scratched, wasn't he? Yeah. So right yeah. now it's it's a toss up. Um, it could be Brandon Bolden. Um, he definitely has some dirt on Bill Belichick because no matter how poor he looks, Brandon Bolden's always on the <laughs> roster. So, um, but he like he is a steady Eddie as much as I would rather than play other players he steady eddie um does a little bit of this a little bit of that but nothing too spectacular um so it could be him uh it's hard to say though i i wouldn't hate the idea of them trying to go pick somebody up like maybe like a marlon mack just take a flyer on him um especially since it seems like the colts aren't uh aren't planning on using them anytime soon Oh, and they are, they're already looking at trading options. They said, I think it was last week, if I remember correctly, that they were looking and open to yeah, trade Marlon Mack. There's been some rumors here and there, yeah. but um, I wouldn't mind it if he ended up with the Pats. Yeah, I, uh, I'm hoping Brandon Bolden keeps it going here. In our one league that all, all we're all three of us are together, um, I was putting a guy on IR. So I was like, oh, I got an empty spot. Might as well pick it up. And waivers had cleared at this point. I think it was like Thursday night or Friday morning. I was going through it. And yeah, Brandon Bolden sitting on the waiver wire, which I was quite shocked about. And I was like, well, maybe he can fit into that James White role. I don't know. Picked him up and ended up getting like nine, 10 points this last week. So, 
guys i ended up finding my way into the starting roster <laughs> only 10 points not too bad for a waiver pickup but yeah i'm hoping uh well, just a little bit of selfishness there but i wouldn't mind seeing marlon mack get a fresh start too like yeah the guy the guy came back he's healthy he's proved he's ready to go but i mean you're obviously healthy or not i don't think you're gonna beat out jt he's looking like a workhorse he had himself quite the quite the week so um another uh, back that fell out of favor what's that sorry another back that fell out of favor here tyson williams how quick has he fallen off the radar oh man like i was looking at the statistics of the rest of the running back core from there compared to what his numbers are and it's just like give the man the ball like it it doesn't make any sense but it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, I don't apparently know. they're, they're a little mad about the, the fumble he had at the goal line that Duvernay scooped. Oh yeah. But like, I don't know, a guy fumbles once, like I'd say if you make it a thing, but like he apparently has the best pass protection rating out of the group. He, uh, he's definitely the most efficient ball carry. He's averaging over six yards of carry. Yeah. I just, it's wild to me that they, that he fell out of favor. Like he, they must have dirt on him instead he's, of the other way. He's got to be your honorary, uh, my guy at this point. Hey, they are. Yeah, I love that tires. guy. You've been pumping Came out of nowhere, undrafted man. Like. Yeah, we uh, line up. we uh, we all know Armin loves uh loves his running back Williams there from uh from Baltimore. But the only thing Armin loves more is his new plaid from Limitless Gear on his Ooh. birthday, coming in style with a nice plaid. We've been pumping that plaid up from Limitless Gear. They uh, recently stocked up. I I was gonna tee up last week, Armin. Unfortunately, I missed you. Maybe you want to tell the listeners where uh, you and Kylie made your way down uh, last week. All right, so we were downtown PA. We were on the sidewalk sale, and I said, oh, let's check out Limitless. We happened to be there, and I was wearing my 306 uh, T-shirt as well at the time and walk in and, and meet Cody, and he's like, I recognize that logo. I was like, I had to introduce myself then. So, um, yeah, he, he uh, hooked me up with this uh, nice plaid, button up here which i can wear to work i chose that one solely for that reason um it's fairly warm but uh, i can also wear it in the classroom which i like um the logo is nice it's oh it's beautiful he also has golf tees too i didn't know if you guys know that and um yeah he's he's a great guy he's very motivational when we were there he uh it it really is about the brand and not about the the clothing um he he wants to really uh, empower people and and help them reach their potential in life right and um he he gave everyone who came into a sto- into the store a, a little motivational saying on a on a piece of paper um as they were leaving so that was pretty cool to see absolutely like like we say every week a brown about betting yourself and believing that possibilities are endless if you set your mind to it right so limitless gear like you talked about not just necessarily about the dollars or the or the or the product it's about just the brand itself right so find yourself down if you're ever in prince albert find yourself down at limitless gear if not uh check their store out online they uh recently got stocked up in those nice 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 flannel like arms mentioning or or check out their golf tees or they got a nice selection of, of hats as well too i love my hats i rock it all the time even wore it down for my provincial to take a picture he's he loves the he loves the stuff when you know guys are rocking the equipment they're rocking their gear while they're doing things so i said yeah i gotta throw my limitless gear hat on with the trophy and sent him a picture so it's all about the product austin eckler touchdown let's go 
went on off the tangent there. Needed that one, Austin Eckler. Um, was it a rushing or a touch or a it passing? Was a, it was a passing. So that helps us big time. Herbert, we made a trade, traded Chuba Hubbard away for uh, Justin Herbert. And now he's thrown for three. So that's big for us in our fans. I just wish some of those would be going to Mike Williams right now. Whoa. Yeah, I uh, I was down 16 points and Eckler went off with a bit of a tweak. And I'm like, oh, no, here we go. I think that uh, just solidified my victory. So fingers crossed I'll check that after we're done here because I just went on a bit of a tangent. But um, moving on here, you guys, uh, Canadian player profile. Uh, unfortunately, these two, uh, these two guys didn't want to participate last week. Cause, uh, <laughs> so I got a free shot at this one. So week four, we went over uh, a Chuba Hubbard making his starting debut. Uh, even if I change it, because when I, at the time, the projected points for him for was 15.4. Uh, right before opening kickoff, the projected points was 13.2, I believe. Regardless, I still sold it. I thought, uh, I thought, well, he had the opportunities, but unfortunately, Sam Darno got the rushing touchdowns instead of Chuba. But he ended up getting 8.1 fantasy points, so it didn't burn you, but not quite the huge production you were you were anticipating. Uh, so currently, I am sitting at three, and Armin and Zach are sitting at one. Uh, so this Canadian player profile of the week of week five. We are going to go and talk about Zach's man, Nikhil Harry, wide receiver from the oh. New England Patriots. Uh, so talking about Nikhil, uh, he was born in Toronto on December 17th of 1997, um, where he ended up moving from Toronto with his grandmother to uh, Arizona. He played uh, high school in Arizona. Uh, and then after high school, he chose to stay in Arizona and play for Arizona State University, despite recruiting efforts from Texas A&M, Oregon, uh, USC, among other top tier programs. Uh, during his sophomore campaign, Nikhil had 82 catches for 1,142 yards and eight touchdowns, earning him his first of two team all conference honors. Uh, in three seasons in college, he ended up putting up 213 receptions, 2,889 uh, yards and 22 touchdowns along with three additional rushing touchdowns as well uh, he entered the 2019 nfl draft at six foot four 225 pounds and he was taken first overall uh, i'm sorry first overall first round 32nd overall by the new england patriots and in that fantasy draft in dynasty by most teams he was taken either first overall or 102 uh, unfortunately has struggled in the nfl up to this point a little bit with the pats but has requested a trade for potentially a fresh start moving forward, but is still rostered with the New England Patriots. Uh, so this week, the buy or sell question is, will the New England Patriots pass for a season high of 282 yards? So this past, uh, their previous is 281 yards. I believe this past week they threw for 279, if I'm not mistaken. So they've been around the mark a few times, but 282 is the number as they play is it Jacksonville? No, sorry. They play Houston Texans this upcoming week. So the number to beat is 282. We'll start with Armand. Well, we'll finish with Zach because uh, maybe we'll let the Pats guy wrap this up. He does want to show his cards here. So we'll start with Armand. 282, <laughs> are you buying or selling? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to sell this one. I, um, I think they're going to they're control the clock type of team right now. Um, so they're not uh, high flying, and I, I don't buy that they're going to 282 this week. I, I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy because Damian Harris has struggled recently, 
Uh, Damian Harris hasn't looked really great, unfortunately, um, against a Houston team that um, I guess <laughs> just isn't that great altogether. But uh, I think if you're going to let uh, if you're going to let your rookie quarterback shine, uh, this is a matchup we're going to let him air the ball out quite a bit and maybe get that load of confidence moving into the remainder of the season. Uh, and obviously, Houston is a team that you uh, you have a very high potential of being able to air the ball out on them quite a bit. So I think this is a week where they're going to let him throw it out. And uh, even if he's not stretching the field, I think he's going to be checking the ball down quite a bit, uh, hopefully to Brandon Bolden, like I mentioned <laughs> previously. Um, and 282, they've been around it quite a bit. Like I mentioned, 281, 279. I think they had one on 274. So they've been around it quite a bit. Uh, so I'm going to buy this week. Now, the only one that actually matters here, Zach Strong, New England Patriots extraordinaire. What is your take here? So the Pats are averaging 243 passing yards uh, per game, which is middle of the road. That's like 17th in the league right now. Um, so like, like you mentioned, that's it's not too, too far away from the, the line here that we're going after of uh, 282. Um, looking at the Houston defense, they are 22nd in opponent passing yards per game, but they're 28th in rushing yards at 137. So they do give up yards, um, quite a bit. Um, and, and like you said, Jordan, um, Damian Harris and the Pats ground game is struggling right now. The Pats are 30th in rush attempts and 31st in yards per, or sorry, rush yards per game. So I, I have a strong feeling that this will be a bounce back game um, after seeing the Pats on Sunday night and how they, how they played. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a bounce back game on the ground. I think we saw the Pats move the ball best in the hurry up letting Mac Jones make the calls at the line. And I think this game will be one through the air. So I'm going to buy that the Pats surpass 282 yards uh, through the air. This is Boy, the f- well, you guys look like fools. When I'm <laughs> <in>. <laughs> this is the first time since week one that we've had differing opinions, I think. So a chance to make up some points for somebody. So yeah, yeah me. It's worth, worth mentioning in this past Sunday nighter, the leading rusher for the New England Patriots zero yards zero yards for the leading <laughs> rusher there was zero yards zero yards and negative two yards i think was what damian harris ended up getting so he had negative four i think is even worse uh, yards per attempt was negative one per yeah, you, four, yeah. four if attempts. uh nfl if you, they, it out yet, you cannot rush against the tampa bay buccaneers <laughs> when the yeah. leading rusher zero yards unbelievable so just a quick recap zach and i have bought this one and armin has sold so we'll give you a quick little recap on next week's episode to see the results. Um, so continue on in our weekly preview. Um, last week, Armin went full stream ahead with Joe Burrow against Jacksonville, which was a great call. I believe he ended up putting out, what, 28 points, Armin? Is that correct? Or 26 points? Like Joe, Joe Burrow had a, an excellent showing against Jacksonville. Uh, so we'll start off this week preview with, uh, with your stream of the week here of week number five. Armin's stream uh, ahead. All right, my full stream ahead here is good old Matty Ice. All right, he is starting to show his old self again, and he is playing against a Jets team that, uh, well, might have awakened a little bit more this week, and uh, 
So maybe they'll have a little bit more juice offensively to make this uh, another shootout for the Falcons. And uh, we'll see Matty Ice throw three more TDs to Cordell Patterson. But yeah, Matty Ice is my full stream ahead this week. He's had a he's had a tough year, so I I can almost guarantee he's on waiver wires at this point. But he actually had a really good week this past week. So thirty one point eight five points. Yeah, let's see when Cordell Patterson's putting up three scores. I think that's going to help you regardless. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's he's a guy that you can definitely find the waiver wire. So if you're looking for a streaming quarterback and you're going to look look to pick him up, I think that's a nice little option. People are going to look at those past stats where it's like, oh yeah, look they shut Tennessee down. Well. Tennessee didn't have any receivers. Like, of course, they were going to shut down Tennessee passing games. So uh, so I think that's not a bad little start there, Herman. Um, I'm going to look at here. As before I get started here on the rest of our starts of the week, uh, I got to say, I don't know if it was I was just dazed and confused of talking too much in the last pod or running it by myself, but I maybe I missed missed it. I was supposed to say sit Tyler Locke and start Chase Edmonds or what, but <laughs> holy man, did I swing and miss last week. The uh the thought process and the pattern, I guess, was there and it made sense. But man, Lockett had a tough week and I think Edmonds put up like twenty something points against the Rams. So unfortunately, uh over two last week. So looking to bounce back in a big way <laughs> this week here. It it would be nice if Russ could support both of those receivers equally every week rather than just one blow up every yeah, week. One guy gets sixty points, the other gets two. Like that's just basically the only way it's going to happen like it's been ridiculous but we'll uh we'll start with zach zach who's your start of the week because i freaking love this one <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you and i are both on the same page here i am starting cole beasley um you know two weeks ago cole beasley had a had a heck of a game he had 13 targets 11 receptions 98 yards receiving um so he had a really good game especially in ppr settings um, this week, however, um, against the Texans, he only had two targets, two receptions, 16 yards, nothing special. Um, but, but this week I am, I'm of the mind that, uh, the bills and the chiefs are going to be in a shootout. It's going to be a track meet of sorts. Um, right now the bills are eighth in the league in passing attempts with 39 and a half per game. And they are third in the league in points per game uh, with 33 and a half, which is tied with the Chiefs. So looking at that, it should be a high scoring affair. And uh, I would imagine Diggs gets a lot of attention by the defensive backfield and Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders will be there to uh, to clean things up a little bit for, for Josh Allen and the Bills. So look for Cole Beasley to possibly repeat the... Uh, the stat line that he put up against Buffalo, um, you know, lots of targets, lots of receptions, and a pretty good amount of yards. And hey, if he gets you a TD, that's that's gravy. He's a he's a PPR PPR monster, and in a game that's supposed to be well, I shouldn't say supposed to be. It is the highest over under of the uh, point highest point total of the week. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna want a lot of weapons in that game, and I think. I think, like you mentioned, it's going to be a track meet. So I, I saw you in the dock. I really contemplated. I saw you put in the dock. I was like, okay, perfect. As long as we're talking about him, I'll give the up air of confidence to this one. So, uh, Armin, your start of the week. All right. So uh, we talked a little bit about him already. I'm going Chubba Hubbard for my start of the week this week. Um, Christian McCaffrey's already ruled out. 
Um, and uh, Hubbard is the guy who gets the, the carries. He may not be the third down back, but um, against Philly, they're, they're not a good running defensive team. Um, and, you know, Sam Darnold so, ran in, what, three rushing touchdowns last week. So uh, maybe this week they uh, try and use that to sell a little bit of misdirection and give Hubbard the ball in the red zone this week. So um, I'm sticking with Hubbard for this week as a, as a start. He's a, he's a cheap ad if he's still on the waivers. If not, uh, start him still and, and use him because it's a, it's a good matchup for him. And he, he, he's the guy getting the, the rushes in this offense. He may not be the third down guy right now but uh he has shown that he can catch the ball still so he he he'll get better there they're getting more confident with him as if he gets the, his uh, if the opportunities are there too i think like the the the, the doors are open because the last two matchups look at zeke had a really good week against the eagles two weeks ago and then this past week kc like they had a uh, like with clyde edwards he had another good week against them too so i don't know if that's a trend or not or if that's just game script or there's too many other weapons to take care of but um, maybe Hubbard has a big week against the Eagles, and then we're starting to target that Eagles defense for for running backs. Who, who knows at this point? But definitely yeah. something to monitor moving forward. So, well, and and last week, like playing Dallas, like Dallas was a dumpster fire for defense last year, but now this year they actually got a decent defense. Yeah. Um. So, like Hubbard was running against a tough defense. This this week will be a lot easier for him to run and find some lanes, and he has shown that he does have burst once he gets through the hole. For sure. Uh, my start of the week, I've talked about him quite a bit on the podcast this week. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Trey Lance, rookie quarterback uh, that is going to be playing against Arizona. Uh, Arizona is going to be a tough matchup, as you can see what they did to the Los Angeles Rams, who we, I think almost all three of us have, I think two of us have them in the Super Bowl this week, this year. So uh, Arizona looked really good against Los Angeles, but we've talked about it lots in the podcast. Uh, rushing quarterbacks are a cheat code, especially rookie rushing quarterbacks. They are... Uh, if you look at the history and the statistics from those rookie rushing quarterbacks, um, looking at, like I talked about last year, from Jalen Hurts, as far back to Lamar Jackson, uh, RG3, Russ in his rookie season, you look at those rushing type quarterbacks and they put up some big numbers. So Trey Lance uh, had already had his first little sniff as a as a quarterback there in the, in the second half of last week, and he put up 28 points. I'm looking at Trey Lance to do some big things against Arizona. They still have lots of weapons. Uh, that he can find, especially talking about yak yards. Uh, look at Debo Samuel had another huge week. Uh, a guy like George Kittle that's been struggling as of late, but uh, can easily become a, a a good read and a safety blanket for him. And worst case, he gets on his horse and uses his legs to pick up some of those extra yards. We've already seen some big things from him in the red zone. Uh, pretty continuous uh, so far this season. They'll put Jimmy G in for the first down nothing happens and they put Trey Lance in for second and third in, in the red zone because he just makes things happen. So uh, if, if you were lucky enough to pick Trey Lance up off waiver wires, or if you've been stashing him, like uh, we've kind of recommended from the get go this season, uh, you can, uh, you can put Trey Lance in there with full confidence. So actually personally, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this question as I'm going here. Cause I'm having this personal dilemma in one of my leagues, super flex league. I have him, Sam Darno and who's my other quarterback. I want to say it's like Josh Allen or something like that. So it's like, I'm having a hard time between him and Sam Darno, And I, I think I'm going to sit Darno, even though he's on a bit of a hot streak. So I'll just keep you guys in the loop here. I'm, I'm having a hard time between Darno and Trey Lance, but I, I think you got to start Trey Lance in that situation. Zach, do you agree? I would, I would actually disagree. Um, 
especially this being Lance's first start and going against the, the Cardinal defense. I would give him that one week uh, to see how things go um, before switching in for Darno. And like Darno has been fine to this point. Um, he's what you wanted of your QB2 in Superflex, somebody that's giving you a little bit of a floor uh, with rushing and passing. Um, he's not somebody that you, you should be actively looking to replace, I, I don't think. Um, you know, maybe if you had like Roethlisberger instead of Darno, then then you take that gamble, you take that risk. But um, I think you're, it's a much riskier proposition um, than I'd be willing to take or willing yeah, Tom, to make. Tom Brady's my other quarterback, but putting, so right now in that league right now, just obviously projections are kind of a, and they hit and miss sometimes, but that there ain't no darn projected for 18.7 against Philly and Trey Lance is projected for 17.7 against Arizona. So a coin flip, but it's a matter of who you got the faith in, I guess, is what kind of what Zach's mentioned. Arm, what do you think? Just a quick one. Who'd you take? I think I'd stick with Darnold for this oh, week, too. I might have to do, like, a little bet here. Maybe I'll go, go with Lance and go against <laughs> you both here. So um, we'll, we'll see how that one goes. I'm still flipping back and forth. I have the confidence in Trey Lance, I think, with the rushing legs. But it's hard to go against Darnold. He's looking so good lately. Um, Zach, your sit of the week? So, um... My sit of the week is Damian Harris, the Patriot running back. Um, but this isn't so much that I'm sitting Damian Harris as much as I am sitting the New England rushing attack. Um, like I referenced earlier with the, the Canadian player profile, um, the Pats are 30th in the league in rush attempts per game uh, with 19.8. And they are 31st in the league in rush yards per game with 68 and a half. Um, and as we jokingly mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, Harris had negative four yards of rushing on four rush attempts on Sunday night. Um, it was, it was a combination of all things, um, that were bad for Harris, uh, a negative game script, uh, an offensive line, which is being overpowered by a very stout defensive front by the Buccaneers. And uh, Mac Jones spraying the ball around the park in a hurry-up offense. Um, so this week they're going against the Houston Texans, um, and maybe this might be a game for Harry for Harris to kind of straighten things out, considering the the Texans give up the 28th most rush yards uh, in the league with 137. Um, but right now I am not starting Harris with any sort of confidence. Um, if he's like your, your flex play or your RB three, um, I think you can do better. Um, and then just continue sitting him until he proves otherwise. So unfortunately the Damien Harris and right now all the Patriots for RBs are a sit for me. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've beaten that horse quite a bit. I, I'm hoping it bounces back. We, I know you've got him in, you've got him in quite a few leagues too. Don't you, uh, don't you Zach? Oh yeah. I think I have him the most shares of him out of any player other than Barkley. I think I have him in a lot of spots or Nikhil Harry. I only got him in one spot and that's for the namesake alone. Yeah. Um, I, I have uh Harris in a few leagues too, and it's hurt. We had well, we had a little bit of a teaser in week one. I think he had a pretty good performance that week one, and then just kind of unfortunately hasn't 
hasn't been able to keep it going. But um, Zach, or sorry, Zach, uh, Armin, your uh, your set of the week. I yeah. As much as I agree with this one, I hate it. <laughs> so this week I'm going with Chris Carson. Um, yeah, it's uh, one of the my guys of Jordan's. Jordan's ride or die. Um, but uh, this week I think you you got to sit him, Jordan. Like he he's coming. Uh, coming off a bad week here and it's a short week and a lot of speculation is that he was hurt and that's why he wasn't playing much well you know Sunday to Thursday isn't a lot of time to heal up I don't think he's going to miraculously suddenly get the the workload that you would expect from him so I'm I'm thinking sit him and it's against the Rams too so it's not like um, you're sitting him at a weak matchup it's a hard matchup and possibly injured speculation right um, and all that is just not uh, not combining for a great scenario with Chris Carson this week. Yeah, those are the those are the tough calls that you have to make as a fantasy manager, and uh, you kind of got to play with your head, not your heart. And and I man, I just love Chris Carson so much. I think he's he's one of the most underrated running backs in in fantasy. We we've we've pumped his tire so much this off season, and obviously I took the took the stand and took him as a my guy, but. Yeah, it's going through the same same process I did last week. Looking at that Rams defense, uh, I know both running backs from Arizona had a great week, so it made me look like an idiot. But like that's <laughs> a, that's a great that's a great Rams defense. So the the thought process is there. It makes sense to sit them, but it's the those are the tough decisions you got to make as a fantasy owner. Sometimes that yeah, you you may love a player, but guess what? Sometimes it's in your best interest to sit them. Like like uh, look at guys. There's lots of guys in the league like that. I know like um guys are having that issue with brandon Ayuk right now like i know you armin you're you're a big fan of brandon Ayuk, but like i know lots of people are dropping him in redraft he's just he's unusable so yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a tough deci- tough decision as a fantasy owner but uh, those are the ones that can make or break your season um uh, and my my set of the week i'm gonna go with miles gaskins versus tampa bay and, and the, the writing's on the wall we've talked about it today uh quite a bit but tampa you can't run against tampa bay miles gaskins his snap count has gone down uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, is a little bit more of a mobile guy himself too. So you'll see a, a little bit of those running back touches go down quite a bit, but in the, uh, in the past week there, Miles Gaskins touches went down quite a bit and they started uh, spreading the ball around to that quote unquote three headed monster they've got going on in Miami. Uh, and regardless, I, I'm not going to want any of them because uh, as you can see what happened on the Sunday nighter, nobody can run the ball against Tampa Bay. So this is a no brainer. Even though if you invested that fourth, fifth, sixth, whatever round you got Miles Gaskins in, you need to sit him. This is a no-brainer because he very well could put you negative points, much the same as Damian Harris did this past week. So you got you got to sit Damian, you got to sit Miles Gaskins against Tampa Bay. Um, last segment, I, I took over for you, Zach, and I'm not going to count it against your record because uh, I bet with my heart, <laughs> and unfortunately, it uh, didn't quite there with my Lions, but. Uh, I'll, I'll keep you at two and one. Uh, Zach is two and one on the season with his, uh, with his upsets of the week. Uh, so we'll tee it up here with uh, Zach's upset of week number five. All right. This is a game that I, uh, I likely won't watch, but I'm sure for those that do, it'll be a, it'll be a fun game to watch. Um, I am taking the Washington Redskins as one and a half point underdogs. Uh, to beat the New Orleans Saints. Um, both teams have an offense that uh, from week to week, they've uh, been fairly inconsistent, I, I think. Um, some weeks, the Saints look like world beaters, and then the next week, they're uh, pretty pedestrian. And, 
and likewise with uh, with the Redskins. Um, I do think, however, that the red or the Washington football team, pardon me, offers a much more explosive offense than the Saints. And uh, it seems to me, at least, that the Saints' offense has been struggling a little bit. Uh, Winston is isn't putting up those big passing numbers, and uh, I think the Washington football team's defense is built to uh, possibly contain um, Kamara. So I am taking the Washington football team as underdogs against the New Orleans Saints. Kind of piggybacking on this, man. How good has Terry McLaurin looked this year? Uh, Almost as good as uh, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys go on to Fantasy Pros and you look up Taylor Heineke, his picture has stitches on his forehead, I believe, which is just beautiful. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I tra- Straight man, from the field. You still need to trade me him, Zach. I need to make a run in that league, and I freaking have Fitzpatrick, so I need a Heineke, and now Zach's being stingy. Need to send him my way. Send him my way, Zach, actually. I'll take <laughs> you can have Derek Carr, Armin. I want Taylor Heineke. Get me some Heine. Um. Anything, anything to add here, fellas, before we wrap this bad boy up? Well, I'll, I'll take that bet with Zach on Washington. I, I think they'll do it too. So, Zach, you want to put twenty down for for both of us there and put it in uh, in Vegas? Oh, I thought you were betting against him. I'm like, oh <laughs> no, man, no. <laughs> I'm gonna say you should spin the wheel. Then loser spins the wheel. No, no, I'm betting with him. I wanna, I want us to actually bet on it this time. I, I think this is a is a good one to bet on. Is there we all throw 20 bucks down and Zach loses and he goes two for two? (laughs) Full confidence, full confidence. Um, anyways, I'll throw a little two cents in before we wrap this up. So if you're if you're in the area, obviously two of the three of us were at Prince Albert. Uh it's a big week for PA football. Uh it's the Canadian Tire Classic. It's it's awesome. It's unfortunately well, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Last year we didn't get to uh the season before that, the weather was awful. Uh, but this year, right now, it's it's looking like it's gonna be like 25 degrees on the on the on the Friday night. Uh, we usually play on the Thursday. This one's awesome. Friday, start your weekend off right. Long weekend. Come down to uh, come down to the Max Clooney Field and check out some good Prince Albert football, where the team that Arm and I uh, coach were taking on the rivals down the street. And at the end of the day, it's about uh, it's about promoting Prince Albert football. And uh, this is an awesome awesome game, Canadian Tire Cup. It's uh, it's an opportunity to see some good football and obviously uh, we bring something together in the community. We have, we have it's been a long time since we've been able to watch some live sports. So uh, obviously we're big football guys and come on down and watch some watch some good high school football Canadian Tire Cup. Both teams are two and one and and uh, we'll see who puts the name on the trophy this season. So come check out some good some good football. Zach, who do you guys got this week? We play. Uh, your alma mater. We play the North Battleford Vikings. Ooh, in in Battleford or in in? Yeah, Sussman. we got to go play in that uh, in the Dust Bowl there. Yeah, on the they're very very Oakland esque where they play right on the baseball. Field. Oh yeah, I I still have permanent scars on my forearms from tackling on that shale. I'll tell you. Yeah, I was uh, telling the guys the uh, well today at practice. I'm like, this is the the field that we practice on every day. That is like the i don't know like the superdome compared to uh, <laughs> what you're gonna play on on thursday night like this is like, there's there's dirt like it's not grass yeah. it is mainly it, dirt it's literally shale and yeah. no booth it sucks but hey it was awesome playing there we always make the trek around the the wall and come in with the flag and 
Oh man, it was awesome playing in Battleford. There was a few times today uh, watching film with the kids after practice that uh, the camera panned to the, I guess the North Battleford's end zone and the flag was waving and it like blocked the camera view. <laughs> the kids are like, what the heck? <laughs> Can't even see the, yeah, the flag corner combo. Yeah, touchdown plane, you didn't even get to see what happened. Yeah, or the flag post combo yeah. that uh, BJM ran. Yeah, show. Oh, I know there's a couple of guys that listen in Balford. So shout out to Balford, man. That program has takes leaps and bounds. I know when we played, we we were very middle of the pack, but um, Mike Humini out there started started that BMF program, and, it, and what a wonders that's done for that North Balford community and and uh, winning the provincial championship in was a 2016, no, 2017, I think it was 2018. I'm trying to remember what year they won. Yeah, that would have been like the like their quarterback senior year, I think, right? Yeah. My, my cousin was the running back that year. So we got to go down and watch the provincial. They host the provincial final against Yorkton. So it was, and it, man, that was a cold one on that uh, November, November long weekend, but yeah. And that program has continued to be strong. And I know they're, uh, they're looking pretty strong this year. So good, good luck to you in that five, uh, a matchup in, in North Battleford. So anything else to throw in here, Phils? No, but, just uh, uh, good luck to you guys uh, on Friday against uh carlton i would have loved to be there but we are traveling for for the holiday weekend so if it you know any other weekend i would have been there if we weren't playing on the game day but uh family and i are leaving town for the weekend so just best of luck you guys right on appreciate it zach and uh long weekend everybody travel safe obviously if you're going to visit family like like zach is travel safe um you're gonna enjoy some drinks with the family on thanksgiving weekend make sure you travel safe get your get yourself home safely take a cab whatever you need to do uh and enjoy that long weekend thanksgiving long weekend i know we're all teachers so this is our first little first little break <laughs> i think it's pretty much pretty much needed here especially when you're coaching football and teaching and doing everything but enjoy the long weekend everybody happy thanksgiving and as well a big happy birthday to arm and schallenberg so that'll Ooh. do it for episode 22 uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, with episode 23 and our week six prep. Uh, but regardless, good luck out there this weekend and talk soon, everybody. Mm-hmm.